The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show on a Wednesday afternoon. And Aaron Sexton and I will take you all the way to 6 o'clock. We got the Baylor women tonight, Baylor and um, Kansas getting it on. And Aaron, I happened to look it up the other day. Um, and at some point, it's shock. I mean, they haven't lost to Kansas in forever, especially there. I mean, they just never lose there. They lost to Kansas the last time, Aaron, in 2014. Um, I think it would have been January or February of 2014, the last loss to the Jayhawks. Now, I think that loss, I mean, I think that was the last road loss. Aaron, you know what I almost did? I almost, I almost reached out to the former Baylor women's coach and just asked, what happened? What happened on that time in 2014? But thought better of it. Kind of thought better of that. Oh, I'm sure she would have happily answered your question. Yeah, what happened to you guys in that game? I think she would have enjoyed that. Ten years ago on a random Tuesday. Uh-huh, 2024. Aaron, the 10th anniversary of Baylor's last loss at Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> <laughs> now, Aaron, I think I've got this thing down for about a 6.30 start tonight. Does that sound right to you? Six o'clock. I mean, we'll just kind of go right into the, right into the pregame. I was just kind of looking that up. Um, as the uh, Baylor, that's tonight. Kansas is not doing real well. They're seven and seven, and uh, the Bears are fourteen and zero, number four in the country. Whoa! And uh, the Bears flew in there yesterday afternoon. We're ready to do their thing. Um, this will be on ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus, and um, Aaron, the Bears, 83.9 points per game, happened to be 20 and a half points more per game than the Jayhawks give up. Jayhawks only give up 63.4, all right, so something has to give. Um, so bottom line is, uh, Jayhawks do not seem to be that good. They got, they do have some balanced scoring. Aaron, I'm sitting here looking at like the Kansas leaders. One, two, three, four, five players that average double figures. All right. Now, nobody more than 13. Samaya Nichols scores 13 points a game. But uh, there's a lot of people that contribute. I don't know. Let me look at this one more time, Aaron, to see where they've gone wrong this year. Um, I'm just kind of curious 
who they've been losing to um, as they've gotten going here. Lost at United Supermarkets Arena. Aaron, you know that to be in Lubbock, Texas. Tough place to play. 73-64. And then at Hilton Coliseum. Let's give them that one. Now, at their home, golly, Aaron, at Allen Fieldhouse, they got beat by 25 by West Virginia. Now, West Virginia's okay. The women are better than the men at West Virginia right now. But, my gosh, to get beat by 25, what's going on there? What's going on with the old Jayhawks? So we'll keep our eye on that one. And uh, we are about oh, about three, three hours away from the pregame starting up. Lori Fogelman, I was talking to Lori just yesterday. They were getting ready to fly out. Derek Smith will be, uh, they'll be doing their thing. And, of course, we'll, uh, we'll have that right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then, Aaron, I will react. i tell you what, at 3.20 today, I'll dig in on what I witnessed last night watching the Bears and BYU, things I feel good about, things that worry me. Um, you know, I, I think folks turn to me, Aaron, they turn to us for their, their Baylor men's basketball breakdowns, and I have a lot of thoughts, have a lot of thoughts. I also have some thoughts on Mark Pope, the head coach at BYU. Aaron, guy's got a temper. And I don't know if he's part of the LDS community. These are usually the Mormons that I know, extremely nice individuals. But late in the game, he just cost his team any hopes of winning the game over there slamming our waters on the scores table. I mean, he's right there in the face of his own broadcasters. I don't know who he was trying to show up. I mean, he sent a bunch of water right into his his analyst. And my man Aaron, that's Greg Rubel over there, having to kind of flinch when Mark Pope slammed his water bottle down. Mark, relax. I mean, it's like 75 to 70. They got a puncher's chance. He thought it should have been a jump ball near midcourt. I mean, they got about three people just banging poor old bridges across the temple. Like, boom, boom. They're all like, just grabbing him, and they wanted a jump ball. And he got mad, and he turns around, and he throws his water. He slams his water ball down, or water bottle. And it was like a geyser, Aaron. I mean, it looked like, what's our favorite geyser out there in Yellowstone Park? What do we call that? I mean, it looked like Old Faithful. Just, boom, that water goes spraying up into the air. It's a very angry man, this Mark Pope. Aaron, I like BYU. They're 0-2 now in conference. I like that team, though. And they got some shooting dudes. They throw, they pass the ball. They do back cuts. Aaron, I'm tired of all these back cutting, pin down, where they use the big man to initiate all the passing. Their big man's name is Khalifa. All right? He didn't do – I mean, he hit one three. I don't think he scored another bucket the whole game. I've never heard so much talk about a dude who doesn't really score, but he does pass it well. And he's a big old dude. He's like, I don't know what that guy is. He's like 6'8", 6'9", to me, Aaron. He looked like he's about 280. He's a monster. He's just up there throwing passes. I mean, he's like like the great joker, except he doesn't score. The joker also adds scoring. This guy does thread the needle, though, throws some nice passes. I like that BYU team. 
Aaron, as I commented to somebody today with ESPN, I said, Aaron, if you wanted to see every haircut I had from 1988 to 1995, you just needed to look at that BYU team. That's all you, that's all you needed, man. They, they kind of had, that's about what I was rocking back then. Kind of went with the, some of them had the buzz cut. Some of them kind of let it grow out, but let it go a little funky on them. About everything I was trying to pull off for about a seven-year period, that's about what BYU was demonstrating. All right. Aaron, did, they, did you see any haircuts similar to what you were rocking in the late 80s, early 90s? I did not. Okay. <laughs> what were you rocking? What what kind of haircut did you have? Did you did you let it did you let it grow out a little bit or did you kind of comb it over to the side? I, I always parted my hair to the left back when I before I started shaving it. <laughs> and I had super long bangs and and shaved around the sides. <laughs> oh so, no. Yeah. Oh Went no. Went through a little phase where I was listening to the cure a lot. Did you ever <laughs> dressing in all black? Oh yes, I didn't do makeup, but not because did I was you, against it. It's those, just it was expensive, you, and I was. Did broke. you paint those nails? A little no, bit? didn't do that either. Ah, uh, never mind. We won't. Did you ever come on the Baylor campus and go over by the old fountain, by the Bill and Vera Daniels fountain no, over I didn't there? Do that. Okay, that was where the Cure folks were hanging. Oh, I got you. <laughs> And they were they they were just referred to as the fountain people. <laughs> I would probably fit in well. <laughs> oh man, just uh, just just took that hair right over to the left side. See, I, mine naturally went to the right, so the left that's a different that's a little different look. No, these guys were more. It was the Aaron. Did you ever go to either Tito Puente downtown? Or Southgate, where Joe and Gene were holding court. Out there right off Valley Mills. And, uh, see, that was where I went a lot. I love Tito. That, he, his place, for all I know, may still be downtown. Tito's place may still be down there. I think I've asked you this before, Aaron. Where did you go? Did you have a – did either of those places end up on your haircut list, or did you go elsewhere? What, to get my haircut, actually? Uh huh. Did those did those ring a bell with you? No, I had I a mentioned? I had a uh, a uh, lady that always cut my hair oh. that I found in high school that I really liked okay. and I thought did a really okay. good job with my with my fades. Aaron discovered the female barber and uh, and went that or Aaron that some some they like being called stylist. That's right. But some of them are barbers. They go to barber yeah, absolutely. college and all that. Yeah, but um. But if they were doing that, they had, they had a little barber in them if they were doing that shaving stuff on the side. Now, back in the day, me, my buddies at Baylor, we would go in there and say, do a number, those clippers, either like a one and a half or a two on the side, kind of a military look, and then uh, and then just cut it on top. But get that thing shaved pretty tight on the sides. Well, boy, Gene would do that over at Southgate. He had no problem. And Gene would tell me about life. I heard things from Gene I didn't really need to hear. Um, and uh, my buddy Blair Browning and I, who's a professor at Baylor now, we would go out to Southgate. And we knew Joe and Gene and all the guys. We'd usually go out there together, get our hair cut, kind of hear about life, that kind of thing. But I mean, you know, South, that, I'll tell you where it was, Aaron, over there where uh, our man uh, Brent Bankston 
has his uh, was collectibles. It, was it behind in, in, that. The, in that little standalone building behind the Church's Chicken? No, just in that strip mall. Oh, okay, where, over by Bankston. Where Bankston is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like a, somebody in Bankston's family, maybe his wife uh, or somebody, you know, has that restaurant right over there, like biscuits, biscuits and something uh, now. But it was kind of in that area, Southgate Barbershop. Oh, man. Somebody listening, they know Joe and Gene. I think we lost Gene a few years back. Tito, for all I know, is still rolling right there. I mean, Tito is ageless. I bet he, I thought he was like 65. And I bet if I saw Tito Puente, if he's still with us, and I bet he is, he would still look 65. He would look exactly the same. Aaron, that was 30 years ago. Goodness gracious. Tito Puente, you still out there, buddy? He'd be listening if he was. Uh, all right, 254-662-1660 if you want to text us, if you want to if you want to uh, chime in with us. Aaron, let's do real quick a um, – let's do – the last time Baylor women lost at Kansas. Give me the date. I've already given you – if you were listening earlier, I already gave you the year. Give us the date. The last time the Bears lost at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Now, don't do the men. The men, unfortunately, like a lot of teams, have lost a lot of their over there. Nobody wins there. Bears have, but not a lot. The women last lost in this year, and what was the date? If you were able to text that in, we'll give you two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, the greatest sandwich shop in all of Central Texas. The schmaltz. Just ask for the schmaltz. I do mine without uh, olives, but you can do it however you want. They got the muffaletta. They got. They got a lot, a lot of things you can do there. They'll put some pastrami on a sandwich for you, uh, corned beef, turkey, but they just the the combination of it is great. In fact, Aaron was mentioning to me the other day. He's like, got to get over to, I got to get back over to schmaltz's. Uh, Nelson Rue, are you out there listening? My gosh, you've been traveling everywhere celebrating anniversaries this is a man who likes to get out and travel across the country goes on cruises but uh, nelson is a good buddy of mine and we love his sandwiches if you know the answer to that trivia question i just asked uh text us in 254-662-1660 give me the date and the year the last time the the uh, Baylor women lost at Allen Fieldhouse. Aaron, these women are uh, women's basketball. They're already off and running. They're off and running like they're like Kansas has already played enough games to be zero and three in conference. The Bears are just kind of rolling right now. How, let's see what they are. They're about to be three and zero, right? If they beat Kansas. I mean, they beat Texas, beat TCU. I mean, they just beat it. Oh, beat Houston, so they're already 3-0. and So trying to go to 4-0. and Crushed Houston. Aaron, I'm trying to figure out all these new schools. Like, who's good at what? UCF, bad at men's basketball. Who else is bad at men's basketball this year, Aaron? As we're doing a public service announcement for people that are maybe haven't been paying attention early in the college basketball season. I would say West Virginia, West Virginia. UCF. Both bad at basketball. Men's. I think women are actually good at West Virginia. So from time to time, we'll update you on, like, who's bad, who's good. I think Cincinnati's actually pretty good. 
they they got beat on a last second shot by Acemus last night. Texas wasn't la- it was six seconds left. And Aaron, I don't know these coaches that I get it. They love the whole thing, like don't call a timeout. But man, sometimes you see the chaos, and like when they get a, a bad shot at the buzzer, when it's a horrible like contested three, you're like, how about call timeout? Maybe talk about it. Get a little time out there. Cincinnati almost beat Texas last night. Acemus goes down there, hits a baseline jumper with about six and a half seconds left. And Aaron, it like didn't even look like it was going to be good. It hits the left side of the rim, bounces up off the backboard, and goes in. And the University of Texas lives to tell about it. They're now one and one in conference after losing their opener to Texas Tech. All right, we're off and running. Aaron, let's get into major, major news in the NFL. One of the great coaches of the last couple of decades, um, and not that one. I'll say the last decade. Not the one you may be thinking about, but another one has has stepped aside. We'll uh, tell you who that is and react to it next. Baylor Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months, plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by. Let's be friends. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 
for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true! At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Congratulations, you play, you win on the Mosley Show. Um, the uh, the winner is other than Cade Woodard. Thank you, Cade, for listening. And he knew the answer to the last time the Baylor women lost at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. For the Jayhawks was January 19th, 2014. So coming up on the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary, a dubious one at that, uh, the Bears actually lost a game to Kansas. Crazy, because they used to go a whole Big 12 seasons without losing a game. Aaron, this um, this is they've, they've gotten off to one of the best starts in a long, long time, right? Now, that one year... They did finish the season 40-0 and and win a national title, so that'll be a hard one to top. But um, but anyway, you could duplicate it. I mean, you could get right there with it, just win every game. I mean, I think we would have to say the conference is a little tougher, a little tougher now. used to be the Bears, maybe UT, occasionally Iowa State or somebody. But now, boy, it's a it's – a, uh, it's a little bit tougher across the board. Even TCU comes in and will give you a game. All right, um, and I'll talk here in a minute a little bit more about what we saw um, from Baylor last night. And, but, and Aaron, we'll, come, we'll have our uh, NFL Blitz package 
coming up here at uh, oh about three forty, but three forty five. Big news today in the NFL as the NFL coaching carousel continues to turn. Um, Pete Carroll is out as the Seahawks coach. Aaron, that's that's just that's a big one. I mean, 14 seasons, 10 playoff appearances, and a, and a Super Bowl championship. Pete Carroll is out as the Seahawks coach and will now move into an advisory role. Uh, team owner Jody Allen announced that Wednesday, said after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise. Aaron, the other day, Sunday and Monday, Pete was out there like, no, man, I'm back. I'm fine. I'm not tired. I got all the energy in the world. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And he's down. He's down for the count. He's out. It said, Pete is the winningest coach. in Seahawks history brought the city its first Super Bowl title, created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years. I don't think he wants out. He's out, though. And, I mean, he was getting up there a little bit. Pete's 73, but still has great energy. Like, if I were another team, I I, I don't think I'd be too scared. I think I might consider old Pete. Think about if Pete wanted to keep coaching. Uh, Aaron, this is bad news, though, on several levels. I mean, I hate to see Pete out. But Seahawks... I mean, one of the first paragraphs after that, Aaron, in this ESPN.com story, Seahawks are expected to be interested in, among others, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Sources have told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Quinn, of course, served as Seahawks assistant. 2009, 2010, and was their defense coordinator from 2013 to 2014. Doesn't seem long. Wasn't long, but it was about the time they were becoming known as the Legion of Boom. Yeah, that's that's how it all kind of started. Um, You think he leaves for that job if he's offered? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless Pete you know, he's got great relationship with Pete. I think Pete's going to be honest with him and say, hey, here's what you're getting into. Here's what this ownership group's like, you know. I mean, Pete's going to be very honest with him. You know, you want to follow Pete, um, you know, if you think it could be a good situation. Seahawks ended their season with a win over the Cardinals but missed out a wildcat bur- uh, wild card berth with a 9-8 and eight record. They were very competitive this year. Aaron, you remember, they'd been losing. They had backup quarterbacks. I mean, they got one great win. You remember when Geno was out? Who was that, Aaron? Who'd they have out there? We kind of liked Drew him, Locke. remember? He was, huh? he was slinging it, Drew Locke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Drew Locke was out there. He was kind of fun and, and having a good time. They got off to a 5-2 and two start, briefly had them in first place in the NFC West but then went through that second-half skid. I thought they played great against the Cowboys. I did. I He's 72, Aaron. I, I had him at 73. Um, 
hired by the Seahawks in 2010, fourth longest tenure with his current team of any head coach. Aaron behind the great Belichick, Mike Tomlin, and Aaron, believe it or not, John Harbaugh. Isn't that something? Harbaugh's been there a long time now with the Ravens. That's amazing. Uh, Five-year extension he signed in 2020, put him under contract through the 2025 season. Aaron, it's good work if you can get it. Just sit around, be an advisor, get that full salary. (laughs) Get that full salary, 2024-2025. Aaron, does the station need an advisor? (laughs) Just kind of somebody to kind of – Kind of sit there and advise folks, just kind of be an off-air. I kind of still like being on the air. I don't think I'll take that. General manager, Seahawks have no obvious head coaching candidates on their current staff. General manager John Schneider, who arrived with Carroll in 2010 and is signed through the 2027 draft. Golly, Aaron, that's a long-term deal now stands alone as the highest-ranking member of the football operations department. Aaron, do you think Pete Carroll, like, what do you think? Do you think he'll show up for work and still, like, be a big Seahawks employee? Like, I don't see it. I mean, maybe they keep him on, like, as a goodwill ambassador kind of guy. Hey, Pete, can you show up and give a little speech here or something? But that does not. He's, he's too competitive. He's got too much fire. He's 72. He's 72. Man, these are weird firings because, Aaron, like, I, I just, I mean, I look at that Titans thing. As somebody said, somebody had a good line. They said, you know it's not a good firing if the best candidate is Mike Vrabel for the job. That's bad. That's bad firing. If the, if you think the best fit to take over the Titans is the guy you just fired, that's not good that's not a good deal. Um, the uh, Seahawks hammered Peyton Manning in the Broncos 43-8 in that Super Bowl, you'll recall. And, uh, Aaron, I'm not good at reading uh, 48, Super Bowl 48. I'm not really good at reading Roman numerals. Um, and Patriots... And then the next year, again, that was when Russell got intercepted down there at the goal line. And we'll always debate that. You know, Aaron, I he, I think Pete probably is, is a Hall of Famer. Probably. <clears throat> but, man, think about his legacy if they just run Marshawn into the end zone down there. And they win back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, he goes from being... A borderline to like no no doubt, two time Super Bowl winner. I mean, I think he's awesome. I I really do love the guy. Aaron, is he a Hall of Famer? Pete Carroll, is he a Pro Football Hall of Famer? Because there are some guys out there that maybe aren't in that do have the one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, it's there are some one Super Bowl coaches, like like I don't, I don't know. think McCarthy will be in the. Right, unless he wins another one. He's yeah. got one. Um, he's been to two. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. To, but, I mean, he should have won both of them. If he yeah. just runs the ball, he's got two, and it's a, there's no question about it. I think he gets in eventually. All right. And 
By the way, Aaron, we can get back into this. I don't want you to, you know, think we can't revisit some of this in our NFL Blitz package. I know when I start doing this, I can I can see your, I can read your minds like, oh, Mosley's dipping into all my material here. But we got a lot of material. That Giants thing, I thought we knew that Wink. Didn't we have that story the other day? I guess it just became, I guess the team finally announced it or something. Didn't we have Wink Martindale out the other day? Uh, I yeah, well, he interesting that yeah that they officially announced it today. It was weird because he had <laughs> Brian Dable uh, had brought him in to tell him he was letting go two assistants, yeah. defensive assistants. One basically his right hand man, but they obviously both work underneath Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. And the story I read was that Wink Martindale cursed him out and stormed out of the office, and they haven't heard or talked to him since. So I guess they finally realized he wasn't coming back today. <laughs> I kind of like that. Do you think he slammed a water bottle like Mark Pope did? Oh, I think he may have done more than that. If he was mad enough to, <laughs> if you're mad enough to curse at your boss and storm out, you're a little bit angrier than just slamming a water bottle down. They think they've they've mutually agreed to part ways. Listen to this line, Aaron. Martindale is free to sign elsewhere without restrictions, a source told ESPN. The Giants will keep the $3 million he was owed. Golly. Jeez. According to the agreement by both parties? I mean, what kind of agreement is that? (laughs) Okay, guys. kind of agreement he can live with, I'm sure. I... Yes, but still, to walk away, they get to keep the $3 million? I mean, you got to settle something. I mean, wow. Uh, you think there's any chance that this is face-saving, that they were going to make a change, and he was like, <laughs> can not be a firing? Because I think I they know. would do that for I, him. I, I can't imagine. Well, I prompted Martindale. I love that. Curse out Brian Dayball. Golly. Yeah. Um, now, the New York Post, Aaron, I always the, the Post always has a little more, right? They, they, the, the New York tabloids, they bring a little more color to the story. They reported that Martindale, quote, said his piece, got up, slammed the door, walked out of the building after the Giants fired. I kind of like this guy. I mean, he, they fired his guys. He liked those dudes, and he just said to heck with you and walked out of the building. How about some – we don't have guys like that anymore. What do most of these coaches do, Aaron? And I'm not going to name names, but when they're told, hey, to keep your job, you're going to have to fire a bunch of people. What do they do, Aaron? They go fire a bunch of people, right? They Like, what's Eberflus? Did you see that, Aaron? We'll get into that more in NFL Blitz Package. But you see Eberflus? It's like – uh. Matt, we're gonna keep you around. We're gonna need to. We're gonna need you to fire like every offensive coach in the building. Aaron, you were reading about another team the other day. It was like you just started naming everybody in the building, right? All the safety, the safeties coach. The it was like all the defensive coaches were yeah. gone. Um, so very very interesting stuff. Now, Aaron, real quick, last night. I just thought Jalen Bridges came to play. Um, I mean, 
got to the line. I love it when he does that. Eight of nine, hit the three, hit three three-pointers. I mean, he is a possible future NBA player. He's not – didn't have the upside, obviously. He's not going to get picked where Jacoby Walter's going to get picked. But he's he's kind of polished. He's been playing so long. He can get to the rim. He can finish through contact. He still looks kind of thin. But I think he's bulked up to a point where he can really finish through contact. He has gotten stronger. And he looks beautiful. And he missed some shots that last game out at Oklahoma State. But in this game, man, he was – he was finishing and, and making three-point plays, and then he was out there in the short in the corner just knocking down open threes. I mean, I, I don't know what they would do, Aaron, without like with Langston, though. Langston is – he is so dependable off the bench. It's like, hey, Langston, you mind – can you get 16 for us tonight? Langston, could you get 18? Last night it was 15. I mean, he's a starter. He's a flat-out starter. Our man, Misi, I don't know what was going on. I know he got in a little foul trouble. Couldn't really get in a rhythm. He's a monster. I love the man, Eve Misi. But, Aaron, I looked last night, I was like, is this a typo? Finished with one rebound and no points. This is a man that controls ball games down there in the paint. He He's unbelievable at offensive rebounds. Now, the good news is they started making a ton of shots. So there weren't any as many offensive rebound opportunities. But this is a, you know, it's going to happen every once in a while. Jacoby's had down games offensively. Meese did. Everybody else stepped up. Jean would have played okay. Played okay. And uh, BYU's good. They really are. Aaron, Aaron BYU is, is ranked right now. What do you, how many games, how many conference games they play these days? Uh, 18? Does it sound right to you, Aaron? 18 or 20? Oh, it may be 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. I mean, I, they're really good. And at best, they'll go 10 and 8 or 10 and 10 or however many games they're playing these days. They're not, they're not going to, they're pro- they may not have a winning record. Like they could be really a pretty good team, and go eight and twelve, or eight and ten, whatever. I'll have to double check see how many games they're playing these days. Seems like they used to be eighteen. I mean, it. it I mean, there are going to be good teams that lose nine or ten ball games. Easy, easy. Oklahoma State, Aaron. How many? How many will they lose? Sixteen games. 14 games, and they're not bad. Right. We saw them the other day. They got a good big man. They got two guards that are good. How many games will they win, Aaron? Six or five? Like five or six games, Oklahoma State? How many? They are eight and seven on the year. Yeah, I'm saying in conference, though. How many How many do you think they'll win in oh, conference oh, uh, games? Probably. God, there's just probably no easy wins. Six games. Yeah, yeah they'd be doing well to win six. Yeah, West Virginia will win three games in this conference. Three games. Who else is bad, Aaron? UCF. UCF will uh, win two to three games. So that's three teams that are going to win five or fewer games. Everybody else is fighting. Cincinnati and BYU are like the same thing. I I, th- I mean I was th- 
Houston dropped one to Ohio, uh, Iowa State last night on the road. Aaron, you get one and two beat on the same night. What is going on with the mayor? What's happening with uh, Mayor Hoiberg up there? I mean, who knew Nebraska? My gosh, they've I think they've beaten the number one team in the country twice this year. Nebraska's not bad. So down goes Purdue, down goes Houston. I guess that'll put Kansas number one. Let's see who Kansas is playing. Uh, their next game, they may get beat by Saturday. I mean, the whole thing is kind of in chaos right now. All right, um, it is time for something we call the NFL Blitz Package firings. I mean, some people getting retained but being told to fire all their coaches. Lots going on across the NFL. Uh, All of that is next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Wednesday headed to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. 
Family owned and operated and located in Kasi. Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. King of the Road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his uh, Matt Mosley Show. And uh, glad to be with you. We're rolling through the three. We got Pete Souza at 4 o'clock. He called the game last night for the Bears and the Cougars, BYU. Uh, So it'll be good to catch up with him. 5 o'clock, we have the mayor of Waco. Dylan Meek, former Baylor Bear himself, a little bit younger, a little bit younger. He was a few years after me at uh, at Baylor, but uh, we'll uh, we'll visit with Dylan, and uh, and he's boy. The city of Waco has been heavily involved with this pavilion, this Foster Pavilion, and so kind of anxious to talk to him, see what he thinks about it, get his take on it. All right, all sorts of he. I think I saw recently he's not running for re-election, so Aaron he can let his hair down and just tell us anything. All right, <laughs> he can just he can just give us all the all the good stuff. All right, um, Aaron, what do we have in our NFL Blitz package? Lots going on. Where do you want to start? The big news today: after 14 seasons, 10 playoff appearances, two Super Bowl appearances, and the only. Super Bowl championship in franchise history. Pete Carroll is out as the Seahawks coach and will move into an advisory role. Team owner Jody Allen announced today. Allen said in a statement that the decision was made, quote, after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, according to Adam Schefter and a lot of other people, who had this article, is one of, considered to be one of the top candidates. He was the defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom under Carroll in 2013 and 2014. Well, you know, that's it's a tough news for 
I don't know if Seahawks fans, <clears throat> it's always from the outside. You don't know what they're thinking because maybe they're ready for a new voice, new change. Uh, he's He had a great run. I mean, nobody coaches that long anymore. 14 seasons, Super Bowl titles, should have won two. Famously had the thing, you know, decided to throw the ball down there. Everybody in the world, including Marshawn Lynch, wondered why he didn't get the ball. What could have been two Super Bowls. And then Russ is gone. Russ has moved on with his life. He's in Denver. We don't know where he'll be next season. But um, it's strange to imagine the Seahawks without Pete because part of what had made that such a viable and vibrant organization was just his leadership and the, the vibe he puts off. Same thing he had at USC. He just... And it was funny because his first time, Aaron, wasn't great as an NFL head coach. wasn't horrible, right? But it, it you it know, was Jason Garrett esque. <laughs> yeah, just kind of hang. And it was, and it was fairly quick. I mean, it wasn't like he was there a long time. He goes to USC, and he just becomes the man. And he could have stayed there, and and, uh, and of course they kind of. I think he maybe had to beat the sheriff out of town. They got Reggie got in some trouble and all that kind of stuff. But he goes to the Seahawks. And he continues to have a lot of uh, success. And I always just kind of admired, like, just the energy level that he had, no matter what age. He's now 72 years old. Do I think he could coach another five or six seasons somewhere? I do. I do. I think it would be hilarious, Aaron, if somebody just decided, you know what, let's go after Carroll. Let's go after Pete. Or somebody fired the coach now. Well, Pete's available. Let's go get Pete. You know, Chicago, let's, Eber, we fired everybody except Matt. Let's go after Pete. I I, I, I would find that. But for now, he's just going to be a part of the team. Now, he said Sunday and Monday, Aaron, he wanted to keep rolling. And they obviously talked and decided to go a different direction, which leads you to believe that uh, Pete wasn't ready for this day to come. But it comes for a lot of us, uh, and it came for him. It comes for most coaches at some point. Pete's time has ended at age 72. Aaron, his contract goes through, I believe, 2025. So Pete has to be being paid quite a bit of money after getting an extension in 2020. So Pete will be just sit there, make that huge salary and advise and maybe show up, shake hands with some folks. Uh, he'll have a great thing, and there's no reason for him. I mean, if he wants to coach, he can go coach. But something tells me Pete will maybe take a break here, make all that money, and uh, and just see what it's like out of coaching. The New York Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale have mutually agreed to part ways, the team announced today. Martindale is free to sign elsewhere without restrictions. Source told ESPN the Giants will keep the $3 million he would owe, according to the agreement by both parties. A source told ESPN yesterday that Martindale was expected to resign from his job. That decision came after the team fired two of his closest assistants, moves that prompted Martindale to curse out Coach Brian Dayball and a source confirmed to US to uh, ESPN today. The New York Post reported that Martindale said his piece, got up, slammed the door, and walked out of the building. Isn't that how we all like to quit at least one job? And I have. 
I mean, you've you've let her rip. Slam the door. You've slammed the phone on me a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> Not in a while, but yes, that's technically you. true. <laughs> I got hung up on you one day. Uh, but these things happen. But, boy, that time, there was no walking it back. There's no walking it back. And uh, he's moved on about his business. But, man, if I was going to settle with a team, I don't think I'd be saying, you know what, y'all keep your $3 million. I think I would have tried to walk out of there with a little train riding money. Golly, that's tough. Wink just, you know, Wink just said, to heck with you folks. I'm a good coach. Somebody will want me. I hope somebody now goes and hires Wink Martindale as a head coach. I'd like to see old Wink. I mean, he'll somebody will want to talk to Wink. I've always always admired the guy. I kind of like that he took a stand here. He said Dayball was out there, you know, firing this guy, just whoever they told him to fire. Dayball was like, yes, of course, anything you want. Anything you guys want. Occasionally, coaches are told to fire someone, and they say, to heck with you, and they walk off. And, uh, again, I don't know if it's the smartest thing financially, but I always kind of admire that when they when they basically say, no, I'm not firing them. And then, the, you know, the owner or whoever can say, well, you're fired. In, in Dayball's case, I think he was, allowed, you know, firing everybody, and the thing just didn't go well. And, uh, and Wink said, I've had enough of all of this. Wink had a weird thing with one of his players this year. Remember that, Aaron? Like his pl- That happened a few weeks ago. Somebody kind of questioned how they were being prepared or something to do with the coaching, and Wink did not appreciate it. And they had to have a meeting of the minds. And I can't remember what DB that was. It was one of their bigger-name DBs. And he kind of he kind of questioned Wink a little bit publicly, and Wink did not appreciate it. <laughs> Wink Martindale, no longer the defensive coordinator for the New York Football Giants. The Chicago Bears have made the first two decisions in what will be a huge offseason for the franchise. They will bring back head coach Matt Eberflus for the 2024 season, but they will not be bringing back offensive coordinator Luke Getzey or most of the offensive staff. They let. Getsy Go and four other offensive assistants, quarterback coach Andy Janako, wide receivers coach Tyke Tolbert, running back coach Omar Young, and assistant tight ends coach Tim Zetz were all let go after a <laughs> what is a what was uh, called a uh, now I can't find it anyway a no, meeting of the good. minds between the owner and the general uh-huh. manager yeah just absolutely kind of a bloodletting. It was Black Wednesday, we'll call it. They and Matt just said, "Hey, listen, I kind of want to keep coaching. So, sorry guys, pack up your stuff. I'm moving all the offensive folks out." And and everybody except the, isn't it? I mean, it's always kind of a little seems unfair to me. They so they kept the tight ends coach, didn't they? Right, and they fired the assistant tight ends coach. Oh, let's blame it on him. Let's blame it on the assistant tight ends coach. I like that. Let's get him out of the building. All right, they're always scapegoats in these things. And boy, they got a lot of them in Chicago. They got a big quarterback decision to make, and they'll be making it without our man Getsy. Aaron, is there something called Etsy that people yeah. is it like something to do with crafts or something? What do they do with Etsy? It's uh, get, it's, is it like 
they get on and and uh, and get ideas for creative types or something. No, that's more Etsy? interest. Etsy oh. is um, well, I mean, I guess you could, but it's more of a a one stop shop for very small businesses that make their own things, t shirts, oh. you know, home Etsy. decor and things like that. Yeah, a lot of t shirts. Like if we want to do Mosley Show t-shirts, would Etsy do that for us? Yeah, I think they have templates. Uh, you know, they're, I don't know how exotic they are, but you can tell them what yeah. you want on a t-shirt. Yeah, they can I'll, make them. I don't want anything too exotic. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time for our buddy Pete Souza. You know him. You love him. From ESPN, ESPN Basketball, ESPN Football, Let's talk to Pete. Let's do it next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. 
call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Rated the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers, the Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save $5,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick or lease a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, uh, ESPN Central Texas, Pete Souza joining us now from ESPN called the game last night and uh pete that was fun uh byu giving the bears quite a tussle and those guys could shoot it and then you got to see some interesting things late in that game that mark pope i was glad he didn't do that right over there i don't know how much of that you could see but his (laughs) broadcast real well (laughs) hey welcome welcome back to the mosley show Oh man, great to be here. Great, great to get to let out a little bit on a Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. um, chatting with my man. I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. Yeah, that was at the end of the game. I, I noticed that, and you know, for lack of a better term, I guess I, I definitely got a kick out of it. I, I, I was like, I saw him grab the water bottle. I thought he's not going to slam it down in front of his own radio crew, and he sure, he sure as heck did. Um, yeah, he was upset, and and I think, you know, there's some real frustration going on there for BYU in a sense. There's so much anticipation for the Cougars coming into the Big 12, and they were ranked so high earlier this year. And, uh, you know, I, they're in the Big 12, so these are not the worst losses in the world. But there's a lot of anticipation around them being in the Big 12 and to lose two straight to open up. And, and, and two games that they were in and could have won, it's got to be tough for a guy like Mark Pope. Yeah, um, and and those guys got splashed. I mean, I I've watched that over and over. The uh, Rubel, the Greg Rubel yeah, from Rubel. BYU, uh, yeah. nice guy. And and I mean, boom, uh-huh. he kind of flinched. And then I think they kind of smiled. I don't think you know it was like, whoa, what what in the world's going on? But he draws the technical, and whether that's the right call or not, I mean, that's really tough to do that to your team. Honestly, uh, even if you're mad. You, you you lost any chance, right? 75-70, and you got a guy going the line. You don't never know if he might miss miss one of them or something like that. You're a minute left or 55 seconds left. You got a you got a puncher's chance, and in that moment, you removed all chances. 
because you go with four free throws, and it's 79-70 after that. It was critical, and you know what the funny part is, Matt, and we've all been there in life where you make a mistake, but he had some time to think about it. (laughs) He still did it anyways. I mean, (laughs) it almost seemed like he thought it over, and he grabbed the water bottle and he threw it down. It, it, It seemed like the longest five, six seconds in the world. But at that moment, yeah, that sealed uh, BYU's fate. Uh, and, and, hey, good for Baylor. That was, I mean, first of all, have you been to that arena yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, what did you think? Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I wanted to get your take on it because it just, um, I, I like the old field house, the Midwest-type field house, uh, you know, feel to it. Love the video boards. Um, I like a lot of things about it, and I like that it's smaller, and it's obviously louder in there. I, I mean, I don't. I think it. You know, hopefully, it becomes a tough place to play, and it frustrates opposing coaches. And I do think I'd like to get down there and coach some of the the players, the uh, students up, like on what to say. Like I don't. I think probably Baylor students are a little nicer than we were back in the uh, '90s. I mean, the SAEs and the Fijis, we were, we were like sending coaches and their families into the tank. All right? These well, I'm kids looking are, forward to the students. Yeah. I agree. I'm looking forward to the students getting back uh, yeah. and, and maybe get a, 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 little more, a little more edge to them. For people that haven't been there yet, I mean, the first, I can't tell you exactly how many rows, but right behind both benches, I mean, that is the student section or the better part of it. And it's just like – uh, you know, sort of like Cameron Indoor at Duke, or it's a lot like Iba in Stillwater, where, you know, they're on top of the benches. And I do think, you know, when we talked to Brett Yormark at halftime last night, the Big 12 commissioner, and, and he put it in the best terminology. It, it, they right-sized it, and they really did. 7,500 seats, and you could not find an empty one right before tip. Not like 10 minutes after tip, right? Like before tip-off. Uh, it was a conference game, but, you know, the students aren't back yet, and there wasn't an empty seat in the house, and it was loud. I, I, from what I hear, it's louder, like the first five or six rows up, a little louder than it is on the floor. Because um, where I was, it was kind of manageable. Like, I didn't, I could hear Chris Fotola, the guy who I was calling the game with. Sometimes it's so loud, you can't even you can't hear the, the analyst or the producer. I, I could hear it was totally manageable for us. But it was certainly louder. And, you know, the first time I noticed – that the arena was so intimate was when we showed up for BYU shoot around. And it just seemed like there were so many more people in the gym because it's just not as spread out as the Farrell center was, uh, or is. And I think that that smaller thumbprint makes it, makes it a lot more exciting and, and it gives Baylor much more of a home court advantage. I'm, I'm stoked to see, I mean, Baylor was already a tough team to play and I don't think, Opponents look forward to coming to Waco. Now they definitely won't. Uh, it's going to become a much tougher place to play. So I think it's a double-edged sword for Baylor because the team looks really good, right? Last night, and they're making the play. They're making winning plays um, mm-hmm. down the stretch, and different guys are stepping up. So uh, it's pretty cool to see. People are concerned with that angle, that steep angle of the camera. I guarantee. I know you've heard that, even from oh, yeah. your buddies that were watching you. I don't know yeah. if that can be addressed quickly. In fact, I think it's kind of that way, and it has been that way for a while now, at, Gall- at Gallagher-Iba. 
Um, so I don't, I don't exactly know what to say about that one. Um, and I, I don't, don't either. And it was the yeah. same way at Cameron, at Cameron Indoor um, for, for years. I think that's gotten a little better. But I think it's something that, I mean, don't, don't shoot the messenger. But we're all just going to have to dig in and, 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 and deal with for a little bit. They may, they may find a way to improve it in the off season. Um, and they may figure it out in season. I don't think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too. I mean, I think it's fine. Um, I think it just takes some getting used to. But it is much. Yeah. It is definitely higher. There's no question. Yeah, I think it's to make us go to the games. All right, to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's well, gonna be? I don't know how it's gonna be getting tickets. I mean, they had standing room only last night. And yeah. I think it's only. It does. It does make it a little more appealing. It, it, it kind of dresses up Baylor, the Baylor uh, basketball program even more from almost like a social aspect. Like I've done several games at the Farrell Center, and when you know my friends weren't necessarily calling me like, "Hey, I'm here." Last night it was like a CMB scene. People were like, "Oh, I'm at the game. I'm at the game." I think people are really stoked that they're a part of this now, the new arena. And obviously Baylor's just been such an awesome program to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all did a good job, man. I, I love hearing you on these games and uh, you know, I, 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 I like that. Pete Sousa joining us, Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas. Wasn't that weird to see Eve Meese? I mean, I, I, at the end of that game, I'm like, really? He got one yeah. rebound in that game. I mean, he's one been rebound. so no massive point. and so great. Didn't score. I mean, he's been unbelievable at following, you know, re- offensive rebounding. Uh, so, I mean, I think it was just one game. He only played 24 minutes. I guess he did get in a little bit of foul trouble, but that was. He did. And, you know, of, he's, a, he's yeah. a freshman, right? Growing pains. And I think that yeah. BYU is one of those teams. Like, you look at him coming off the bus and you're like, okay, we can handle these guys from a physical or athletic perspective. But, man, they are so, like, feisty and scrappy. And, and, and they're constantly, like, getting in your way. And Chris Spatola, the analyst, was, was, was just explaining to me how, how they play. You know, Spatola said when Duke was in the Final Four and in the championship when he was with Coach Krzyzewski, they played Butler um, in the final. And he said Butler's very similar, was back then, to how BYU has always played. And it's just they just get so physical. And you really can't even see it. And it's so hard to prepare your players that constant contact mm-hmm. coming from an opponent, a crafty opponent like BYU. I will tell you about Misi. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a scout for the Heat last night. And it's been, you know, Misi has been playing his way up draft boards this year. I mean, almost to the point where some people are like, because, you know, he's seven feet, right? Could this guy be a lottery pick? Um, and he is, you've got a Baylor team now who's got two guys on the floor, both freshmen, who are first rounders, maybe right now probably, and maybe even lottery guys um, with Jacoby Walker and with, with Nisi. And I think that, you know, minor setback last night for Nisi. And I think he, I have, nobody would ever ask my opinion, or I'm sure <laughs> I know he wouldn't, but I would like to see him stay another year. But you uh-huh. never know. I mean, if he's next year's draft is going to be so loaded, I was told by a scout last night that maybe it would be smart for him to go this year. Yeah, I may need to load up on the NIL to get Misi back. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, because what you don't want to do is, like, it it be a result of him struggling through conference play. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was an interesting explanation. That Khalifa was an interesting player because I looked after the game and 
he hit that one three. I don't think he scored another bucket the whole game, but he does impact things a lot. And um, and I, I heard you guys talking about, well, when's he going to come back into the game? And he's kind yeah. of that passer. I mean, I, I don't know. We saw Cornell recently, and this is uh, – they'd like to do – BYU likes some of those backdoor, those hard cuts and that kind of thing. And um, it does aggravate you when you see such athleticism from Baylor and then you see some guy get just an easy look, like an amazingly yeah. easy backdoor cut and it's just because hey that's that's the offense they run they got that one guy by the way last game he had nine threes i don't know he, he had three or four now. against the bears what's that guy's name he had 15 points last night trevin now he can shoot the lights out i mean the guy literally it leaves his hands almost right as he catches it he's got such a quick release and a guy like that is just exceptional when you can shoot that well and you can shoot that quickly that's always going to be trouble because it's it's one of those deals where he had, like you said, nine threes against Cincinnati, who, who was Baylor's next opponent. And it, it's just hard to keep track of a guy like that that can shoot it so quickly. And then they do a nice job of scoring in transition, too, BYU, BYU does. And I think that they, they take advantage of that. But I'll be super interested to see how Baylor does at home on Saturday night when they take on Cincinnati. Cincinnati is playing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they almost beat Texas. Uh, and yeah, yeah, they should have, they should have beat Texas and, you know, they beat BYU on the road. And, you know, we always knew that, uh, Cincinnati was kind of a big 12 caliber program, but they're proving that they can, they can hold up to the competition, which is when you're talking about, and man, it is by far, I mean, I'm sure you've had many people on your show talk about this people that know far more than me, but the big 12 is the best conference in college basketball. It's not even a debate. Yeah, don't kid yourself. You're the most knowledgeable guy on my show, all right? Do not, <laughs> not, do not right try now, this, this modesty. Oh, that's nice, yes. Um, yeah. By the way, I think the worst teams, I think UCF, from what I can tell, you got to have a couple of bottom t- feeders in the, in yeah, the conference. You need a couple, I don't, right? Yeah. I don't think West Virginia is going to get much done this year. I do like that that Raekwon battle. I think he was – we're waiting to see if he's going to get to play – He's getting a place. Uh, I just think in Oklahoma State looked good against Baylor and had a great chance to win that game. I like their big man. Golly, that guy's like, whoa, where'd this guy? I mean, I didn't realize Boynton had been out getting McDonald's All-Americans, but he did. And so they're not bad. But, you know, they could be not bad and only win four or five games in this conference. Like, that's how. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma State's always going to be tough. Uh, like in their own way, right? They're going to steal a couple, and you don't want to go play there. Uh, as we saw with Baylor, it was a tough out. But when you think about those other two teams you mentioned, UCF, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but, yeah, if we had to pick a bottom feeder, I, I have a game there in a, in a few weeks. I'll be really interested to see just what the environment is like there. But as far as you talk about talk about West Virginia, you know, if they they're still super talented. And they just got those guys back after those eligibility rulings. Uh, and I feel like if Bob Huggins was there, they probably would figure out a way to put it together. I mean, they were – West Virginia last year was 0-5 in the Big 12 to start the season, and they made the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, their, their coach now, Iker, is – he's kind of learning on the job, right? We forget mm-hmm. about that. Some of these guys that are head coaches for the first time, it's not always Jerome Tang's, uh, you know, success right away. It takes a minute to build it. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what happens at West Virginia. 
I bet they don't give him that much time as a problem because those people love it. They love showing up for those games, and they got great crowd there. And I bet, I mean, I just, they're not going to be that patient, unfortunately, uh, because this feels like more of a, you know, interim type deal. By the way, Huggins is like there as much as when he coached. Have you noticed like the pictures? He's still, he's in the stands, and he was down there hanging out with Jerome. Like, I mean, I, 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 again, it's hard to believe when you go through something that public and that messy, and I know he's a legend there, but you think there would be some time where he stayed away a little bit. But, I mean, I well, think that's – yeah. Here, I, I have a theory on that, and this goes back into my personal experience, right? Like, I've talked about it on your show, um, you know, being sober for a long time. And I'm not here to say that Bob Huggins has a drug or alcohol problem. I, I don't know yeah. that, right? But yeah. he got – you know, he did get let go after getting a DUI. Um, and I, I wouldn't be, like, totally shocked. I mean, again, this is just my personal opinion. Like, if he could – really stay clean and sober and be like a guy who is just like totally representative of the university. Cause he is West Virginia and he is an incredible man. Uh, and he is an incredible coach. Obviously he's had some personal troubles, um, which is clearly why he's no longer their head coach. But I mean, if he were to keep it together personally, I mean, you know, who, who knows? Right. I mean, I always say like people that recover or get well and, um, turn things around. You you never know, dude. You know, so like because he does look pretty good, right? <laughs> oh, I think he you looks never good. Know, man. And I, I mean, if it were up to him, like he would take over for this next game. Like he no would question. be down there I, as no the question. head coach. He wanted the job back during the summer. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they love him yeah. there. I mean, not only was he an incredible coach, but you need somebody to go raise money. You know, like. Bob Huggins yeah. could walk into a, you know, a big time <laughs> alumni's office and, and 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 get that cash he needed. If he needed new seats in the arena, if he needed, you know, more rows, whatever. He was yeah. that guy. It's a bummer that he's not in the league this year. What was what did you think of your mark getting to talk to Brett down there? I've I've interviewed him before. I know it's a little different when it's at live. I taped one with him, and we spent about twenty minutes together. You're on live TV. Um, but it was kind of funny to watch him. He was trying to look at both of y'all, and he was like, boy, moving his head back and forth. He's, he's, there's a little bit of a showman in him. I love that he brought up Barclays. You hear him? He kind of – he's like, hey, this oh, yeah. reminds me of the place that I worked on, the Barclays, you know, and that kind of thing. He's, a, he's an interesting guy, very, very energetic. It is, it is kind of wild to go from Bowlesby, who I liked, but you talk about a huge change. What was it? Yeah. What was it kind of like? I'm sure. I don't know if you crossed paths with him before, but getting to uh, interview him, what were your impressions of him? You know, I had crossed paths with him because I was uh, I was able to um, work with him when I was at the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Charlotte uh, Hornets doing public relations. He was with the Nets, so like I had like sort of heard who he was, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was obviously high up in their front office, but I was familiar with him. And I knew he was a basketball guy. And so I knew when he came to the Big 12, uh, adding teams and, and getting the conference better uh, was not going to be something he was going to waste any time to do. And he did it right away. And the thing is, and you could say it was, you know, it's courageous or hasty, but that television deal that he got done mm. um, with ESPN, right, uh, and was just amazing. It was the death nail for the Pac-12, Correct. and it was the reason why that the Big 12 is surging today. 
Uh, and and he was behind that. He, now, he'll tell you he inherited a, a nice situation from Bob Bowlesby. He's not going to sit there and poo-poo the guy who came before him. He, he doesn't do that. I, I've, I've heard him talk before. But at the same time, he's made, like you said, drastic changes, and it has made the conference better. Like, this guy being a part of the Big 12 has worked. And it's been like a quantum leap for the conference because if you make the wrong hire and you don't have somebody – that's got the vision that Brett Yormark has, the Big 12 could be the Pac-12 now. Um, and it's not. It's the exact opposite. And talking to him, he, he is very polished. And he's an easy guy to talk to. And, yeah, he knows what he's doing, right? He's a shrewd guy. He is a shrewd guy. And uh, what he's done, you can't deny what the guy's done for the conference. And he's, he's, all, like, he, he's kind of take, he takes like a bit of the David Stern approach or, you know, the Adam Silver approach. Like when I worked for the NBA, like, you know, Adam Silver was at a, a different game every night. Like, he legit had commissioner's tickets in every arena. And he would he would go to the arena. Uh, you yeah. know, David Stern, the same thing. And I, I, your Mark mentioned, he's going to be back in Waco, I think, a week from Sunday uh, for a Baylor women's game, which, both yeah. by the way, top five in the country, pretty awesome. I almost emailed him and told him not to go to that because I think Baylor's going to win by about 30 or 40. <laughs> it's cool to see their success <laughs> wait for a better game i i asked him yeah. one time in kansas city about burn-ins and i was like what do you think about these burn-ins here in kansas city something they're kind of known for you should have seen his face he looked around <laughs> quickly for his pr man like just kind of <laughs> like oh my gosh i've been stumped had never heard the term burnt-ins like i just what think that's say? maybe not something well he's it, Bob, the um, oh, you, the Bob, the uh, longtime PR man, the Big Twelve, jumped in and was like, "Hey, but yeah, that's a that's a thing here in Kansas City." He tried to help him out a little bit. Oh, you got to go to burn. You got to get. You got to get the burn ends, man. You got to get yeah, the burn ends. By the way, I had heard that when he came to, you know, here's this New York guy, right? And he's got he sees all the bigger markets now that the Big Twelve is in, and I think he was maybe had his eyes on a possible different site for the Big 12 tournament when he got the job. And uh, I've heard through reliable sources that he spent a couple of days in Kansas City and he said, we can, mm-hmm. we can never move this tournament. It's just amazing there. I think, I think he was shocked by how yeah. maybe he had some burn ends, man. You know? Because <laughs> he loved it there. <laughs> I just think that's one thing you got to do to honor the, that people in that part of the country in Kansas, yeah. Kansas State, because everything moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area for the conference, and so that's that's the thing they get every year, and they have done yeah, a great I think, job. I think it. he's on now, board with that. I think he loves yeah, it. Yeah, Scott wants it in Dallas and to move around a little bit, and I understand that, uh, but the Bears do not stick around long in that tournament. Of course, no, they don't. More, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. about the They've NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got to kind of get ready for that. But uh, well, listen, fun catching up with you. Um, do you have any hope of your Eagles? Um, for people that Jeez, don't know, man. Pete Souza grew I was up in. You were going to ask me that question. Yeah, you're from uh, the Philadelphia area. Huge Eagles fan. Is there any? Jalen's kind of banged up. Is there any hope that y'all could find something and get on a little bit of a roll here? Because have lost five out of the last six games. Is there anything you're hearing? This week, that would give you hope. I, I, I you know could, you hear yeah. I know you're, uh, you know, 
old school NBA fan. And if you remember, there was a quote by uh, the great Michael Ray Richardson when the Nets were in free fall one year. He said, the ship be sinking. And I, I think that's what's happening to the Eagles. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think they're lucky that they're playing Tampa Bay and I think they can win that game. And I always hold out hope for a team that gets hot in the playoffs, but boy, uh, it, it seems like it's a locker room thing. And it seems like it's, you know, guys of, you know, you always hear that term, which is a really a blow for a coach, right? Like he's lost the locker room. I, I don't know, man. It, it seems like, Nick Sirianni is having some issues there, and uh, I, I'm very interested to see how they do Monday night. I don't have high expectations. I think they could win a game, but I think that's it. Uh, you know, hey, man, I, I got my eyes on the Cowboys. Uh, I, th- I think that they can do some special stuff in the playoffs. I'm, I'm pumped to see what they do. Yeah. I think you're trying to put a, a hex on them. Is basically what that <laughs> I'm is. not. I'm not. I know you I'm don't. Not. You're not trying to jump on any kind of Cowboys bandwagon. <laughs> no, you can't fool me on that. What was the old <laughs> Eagles line? You made me think of another line from Ricky Waters. Uh, oh, for who? For what? <laughs> for who? For what? For folks that don't know, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I promise I'll get out of here. Ricky it was Ricky Waters' first game for the Eagles. They were playing the Buccaneers, and they were going. They were losing. And they were probably down by 14, 17 points. And there was a pass over the middle. And Ricky Waters could have laid out for it or made an effort. And he didn't. And he was asked about it after the game. And they said, Ricky, why didn't you, you know, lay out for that? He said, for, who? for what? <laughs> and that was the quote. He ended, he ended up having a, a couple great years with the Eagles. But that was the quote that he was always remembered for. His first game. <laughs> for who? For what? Oh, Ricky yep. Waters is always be tied to him. Ricky Waters, yeah. who's now fifty-four years old, believe it or not. Wow, uh, he was a he was a heck of an NFL running back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when the Eagles got him, I was pumped. I was like, "Hey, we got a star. Yeah. We have a star running back," and yeah. he was pretty darn good for us too. Yeah, and that was back when back at the start of free agency. That's about when it started, and he was yep. one of the first, you know, free agents. Reggie White, Reggie White, became yep. a huge free agent back in the day and was really the first enormous free agent in the NFL. All right, Pete, this is good. This is good stuff. You, uh, anytime you want to, you know, have more time, I, you know, I, I, I know it's hard with Spatola. It's hard. You gotta, he takes up a lot of space. So anytime you ever want to get something off your chest, you just call old Mosley. Okay. You got it. I was pumped to work with Chris and I'm always pumped to talk with you, man. I'll talk to you next time. He's a good guy. All right, it is uh, – there he goes. Pete Souza does his uh, uh, play-by-play work for ESPN and was on the game last night. Now, we got Campus Confidential coming up here. Wait a second. But before we get to all that, we have had some breaking news, it sounds like. We've had a lot of NFL stuff breaking. Aaron, what do you have for us? This one's even bigger. According to Chris Lowe from ESPN, Nick Saban has informed his team today – that he's retiring. Saban's won seven national championships, six at Alabama, and one at LSU. Goodness gracious. <laughs> what is happening today? <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's that level. That's that's like, and sadly, Bear, once he retired, we, we lost him pretty quickly after that. I Saban's good health. He'll be okay. But, man, that does not – does not seem right at all and of course at some point they'll quickly turn to who will succeed him and people always thought it might be Dabo and 
there'll be other people in the mix, and there'll be all kinds of names that are lined up. But, I mean, this is, this is the greatest college coach of all time, arguably. And you can defend that with a lot of numbers, with a lot of great numbers. Um, whoa. Man. And Chris Lowe is putting this out there. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Chris Lowe covers um, uh, college football for ESPN, and uh, this is this is massive. And, uh, yeah, as Aaron, and Aaron, that was kind to, uh, and by the way, Pete is basically part of the show these days, so you can <laughs> always break in when we're talking, um, and he would have understood. But, wow, this is the huge breaking news headline right now on ESPN.com. This will be all over the place. And, Aaron, this will be what we talk about for much of the rest of the show. we got the mayor of Waco on at uh, 5 o'clock today, Dylan Meek. But let's catch up here real quick, um, and let's, uh, let's hear from our, our great partners, and then we'll react to this massive breaking news story. Uh, Nick Saban is retiring, uh, according to ESPN's Chris Lowe. That is next. Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Lamb. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, huge news, and we'll have more coming up in Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner of Chevrolet, for what you do. And like two hours ago, Aaron, um, you, you got like Chris Lowe from ESPN talking about Brian Kelly cleaning house on defense and bringing in some proven names and that kind of thing. And then, I mean, he just turns around and drops one of the biggest bombs you could drop in college football. 28 minutes ago, Chris Lowe from ESPN has been a longtime writer, was a blogger, Aaron, when I was – Blogging uh, the on the NFL. He was blogging on college. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN he won six national titles at Alabama. All right, it's 28 minutes ago. Um, Aaron, that thing has been viewed. Um, let's see. Okay, views. 7.3 million views already. That happened 29 minutes ago. He follows it up by saying Saban just informed his team that he's retiring. All right, so at least he did get to talk to the team. 
I guess, Aaron, I don't know about the team. I think he texted them all. Would they even be back at school? A lot of schools, especially in the South, aren't back yet. So I don't know how he did it, but he did let the team know. And he won six national titles at Alabama and one at LSU. He is the greatest coach, I believe, in the history of college football. And uh, and he went to a place that, you know, after Bear Bryant had had some success, Gene Stallings won a national title, but for the most part was kind of up and down, and they'd been through several different folks. Play, uh, and he goes there, and he just ends up having – this unbelievable run. Now, I don't I don't know. I mean, and everything on Twitter, Aaron, is immediately, who do you think they're bringing up? They're bringing up Lane Kiffin because he coached under mm-hmm. Saban there as a play caller off its coordinator. He's at Ole Miss. He's just had this incredible haul in the portal. I mean, I – Aaron, I mean, I, we shouldn't be shocked – when a 72-year-old retires, but it is shocking. It feels shocking. And, and, and to those players, I mean, they just put their class to bed. Their early signing period, those unbelievable. I'm sure they were top three, top four in the country. And, you know, those kids today are finding out. I mean, some of those, uh, you know, they're reporting early. Gray shirting or whatever it's called, where you report on time. You report early. You, you don't finish your actual high school year. Some of those guys are showing up, the new recruits. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is, uh, this is wild. We are going to have the mayor of Waco joining us at 5 o'clock today. Of course, we had no clue, and I'm excited about that. Dylan Meek will be with us. Got a lot of stuff to talk to him about with the new with the pavilion. What's it going to be like for Waco? What does he want to see happen around it? What's the newest with downtown? You got a question for the mayor, for Mayor Meek? Get it into us. Use the text line, 254-662-1660. Man, this is I know, I'm just wild. I, I don't get stunned very often, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was really surprised by Pete Carroll stepping aside. And I'm, I'm just really stunned by. I mean, I, it's not super surprising, but just that it actually happened is the stunning part. He, he I think it is super portal. surprising. I, I mean, I think it, I think it is. Well, yeah, you're right. Absolute shock. I mean, he's just that good, that great, and uh, <coughs> I. I mean, it, it's it's all over the place. I literally, Aaron, when you said it, I was like, I mean, that's just crazy. And apparently, it sounded fake even coming out of my mouth. Uh huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. but I, I I saw Lowe's, and then I, not that I don't trust him, but then uh-huh. I saw Look. basically one a confirmation report from a couple of people. One of them, Brett McMurphy from Action Network. Which, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is real. Wow. Now has, Aaron, we've had some stuff. That deal we did with uh, Gary Patterson ended up with like 
four or five hundred thousand views. I mean, or I, mean, I think even more than that, uh, eventually. But this huge breaking news here, and I'm just watching it. Chris Lowe has, you know, a decent amount of followers. Aaron, for a guy at that level, covers college football for ESPN. Uh, not a huge tweeter, right? Not a big Twitter guy, but 69,000 followers. It's not bad. Nothing wrong with that at all. But this thing now has this this tweet that he put out. Eight point one, eight point two million views. <laughs> so, slightly outside of his usual followers. <laughs> Correct. Like, let's see what he did earlier today. He put out something about. I'll uh, look and see. He had something about Brian Kelly at LSU, which you know people would be interested in. Um. Yeah. Here he said something nice about. Uh, some guy stepping down from being a college athletic in communications. This is the guy at UCF after 50 years of service in college athletics. And it got 64,000 views. That's not bad. Earlier today, he said something about late, uh, Lady Vols hoops. And it got 20.8 thousand views. <laughs> this thing got 8.2 million. Um I mean, it's just, it is just unreal. And again, the speculation, let it begin. And Lane Kiffin is the early leader uh, in the, uh, but who played at Alabama, but Dabo. Always thought Dabo would get a shot at this thing because he played there. And um, um, I mean, it, it just, it is just hard to believe. Here's and everybody's now like doing their remembrances. Okay, we did not lose him. We did not. He's still with us. He's just not going to coach at Alabama anymore. If you're just joining us, Nick Saban is retiring at Alabama at age 72. I mean, here's Chuck Cooperstein, Aaron. I was in El Paso as Nick Saban's Michigan State team was whacked 38 nothing by Stanford in the Sun Bowl, 1996. Hardly thought that day I was watching the guy who ultimately would become the greatest college football coach of his era. But here we are. They said of his era, Aaron, I, any era. I think it's any era. <laughs> yeah, I got him number one. And I am, I despise Alabama football. I grew up despising them, even though most of my family on my mom's side from Alabama, and they're all yeah. Alabama fans. But yeah. Due to some teasing by my uncle when I was eight years old and Baylor was playing Alabama in the Cotton Bowl, which I'm sure you remember as well. Yeah, that, that was uh, – I was there for that day um, and uh, do have memories of that. And the Bears did not score much that day. We're beating 30-2. to two. And I do think that was probably Tommy Tabor. Was it Charles Benson or Tommy Tabor? I think Tommy Tabor had a sack for the uh, – uh, and, and made it, you know, at that point it was 9-2. to two. The Bears thought, you know, hey, ball game here. But it did not. They had EJ Jr., Major Ogilvie. That was quite an Alabama team. 19 – well, that was New, that was, uh, New Year's Day 
of 81. So it was the 80 season for the Bears. Um, Aaron, tonight they will, and uh, we'll take a break here in a second, because, uh, but they will have, they're honoring the, the best coach in college football. Um, and he's one of the finalists, but he's not set to attend, or we might be able to hear from Nick. Um, the eight coaches that are up for that, Eli Drinkowitz, Mizzou, Kalen DeBoer, Washington, Jamie Chadwell, Liberty, David Braun, Northwestern. That's a good one. Uh, Rhett Lashley, SMU, Mike Norvell, Florida State, Saban, and Sark. Sark from Texas. And the Texas people are mad, Aaron, because in the coaches' poll, Texas ended up fourth. And so they they can see how people voted for it. And a couple of them voted Texas eighth. And Herman had them sixth. Tom Herman, their former coach. And everybody's mad. Everybody's mad at Tom Herman all over again at University of Texas. It's okay. It's okay that you finish fourth, okay? It's not the end of the world, Texas. Come on, get over yourself. Um, Saban picked them third, by the way. Nick Saban has retired. We will have more on this story uh, next in Campus Confidential. Baylor, Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor or treat you like family. Find new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, this is Matt Mosley. And a uh, reminder that at 5... We've got the mayor, um, the most honorable mayor, the mayor of Waco, will be joining us, um, Dylan Meek, and uh, that'll be kind of cool. I mean, he's done a lot, and he's not running for re-election, and he's just uh, he's been a big part of everything going on, especially with his foster pavilion, so I'm anxious to kind of get his take on that, the way it turned out. You know, the whole process. I think now that I think about it, I saw somebody kind of back behind the bench <clears throat> talking to some people people would recognize. And I think I saw Dylan on TV last night. I believe he was at the game sitting back there behind maybe the Baylor bench. Um, I think I saw him now that I think about it because I, I thought, I know that guy. And now that I think about it, I think it's Dylan, <clears throat> Dylan Meek. Uh, Aaron... 
the the mayor Dylan Meek is not does not appear to be following me on Twitter. This is very upsetting. Perhaps this is his city Twitter deal. Okay, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. I think that's a really important issue to address. Uh, Aaron, uh, it is Campus Confidential, and I know you will be leading with some major, major breaking news from just uh, minutes ago. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Lowe from ESPN First Reporting. Alabama head coach Nick Saban is retiring. Saban has won seven national championships in his coaching career, one at LSU and six since becoming the Alabama head coach. He announced his retirement to his team earlier today. You know, this is just a massive I, – I, Aaron, I thought the, the story of 2023 – was was probably in college football was the Michigan scandal. I mean, they end up winning the national title. I still think that's the case. But the story of 2024, and I don't think it'll be surpassed, is Nick Saban stepping down. And while I'm not saying Alabama's going to fall apart, it's just it's just crazy. It's crazy to imagine that program not led by him. He had his little foray with the Dolphins. That did not end well. Um, won, won, won a national title at LSU, and then he became the greatest college coach in the history of the game. And he did it. You know, we now think, oh, well, he did it at Alabama. Yeah, yeah, and I know they've got an incredible history, but they also had a, a lot of lull time. Gene Stallings had that one great season. Gene had a good run. I love Gene. We've had him on the air, had him on the show with us. But, man, I mean, Nick Saban stepping down is massive news. Um, I think it's sad in some ways. I'm sure there are a few coaches who think, well, okay, we've got a better chance now. We've got a better chance without without Nick at Alabama. They absolutely will. They absolutely will. The program will be – I mean, I, I do think they got to make the right hire, of course. Is Kiffin the right hire? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that would be so different and so crazy. Uh, he's kind of finally found a good fit for him. I think he'd kind of – part of me thinks he'd be smart not to pursue it. But I don't, from an ego standpoint, I don't know how he can't if they if they look at him. Like I don't know how Dabo would not listen if they came calling for him. Interestingly, Aaron, now I, I guess you'd have to say Kiffin is a hotter name than Dabo for that job. I mean, there are a few more names out there. I mean, you, uh, Dan Lanning in Oregon, a very obvious name. Very obvious name. Because of where he came from in Georgia. I mean, Kirby is, I mean, Kirby has risen to a huge status and is Nick's greatest assistant ever in in terms of what he's accomplished. So I don't think Kirby's going to go anywhere. But uh, my goodness, what a. What a massive story. All right, Aaron, we do have the mayor coming up, but uh, but go ahead and 
Uh, if you got one more, let's hit it real quick. Women's basketball tonight, the number four Baylor Lady Bears on the road in conference play to take on Kansas. That'll be 6 o'clock for the pregame. 6.30 first tip right here on ESPN Central Texas as the Baylor women look to remain undefeated on the season. All right, and we are going to kind of get you ready early for that game, uh, and we're going to be stepping away today at about 5.30 and um, and and just kind of getting you ready. The uh, pregame will be at 6 o'clock, all right? I mean, and when I'm asked to do things like this, I just say, hey, whatever, whatever. We'll just step aside and let everybody get ready and rolling. And uh, is that how I act, Aaron? For this, in this instance... I am, and that'll be great. And then we'll uh, we'll step aside and uh, let everybody get ready for a big time women's basketball battle. Uh, six thirty tip off. Six is the pregame. Okay, Dylan Meek, the mayor of Waco, joins the Mosley Show next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months, plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by, let's be friends. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. 
Barbecue's Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central's Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show? Waco Mayor Dylan Meek on with us today. And uh, Mayor Meek, great to have you. Uh, boy, exciting times with the new Foster Pavilion. But uh, welcome to the show. I've always wanted to have you on, and I'm uh, glad to do this. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry we're advertising for all those other lawyers. You probably know all those guys, right? <laughs> They're great guys, yeah. <laughs> great commercial. Yeah, those guys are uh, my age, right? I was in law school with those guys. I went to Baylor Law School back in the day. Dylan did not quite make it. Uh, Mayor uh, Meek did not quite make it as far as you did in the law school, but I know all those professors. I don't know if Underwood was still there, but uh, yep. Featherston, yep. Sare, the whole gang. Yep. And uh, great, I still end up professors. sitting by, like, Professor Sare at games. I don't know if you've ever been with him at a game. He, he does get into it. I have not been with him at a game, but I've seen him there and uh, definitely have deep, deep respect for all of those guys, for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, what do you think of the pavilion, now, the Foster Pavilion, and what was that like finally walking into an event? I'm sure you had many tours. You were there from the beginning with all the talks and everything. You remember those days. To see an actual event, that Cornell game, what, what did that, you were part of the ribbon cutting and all the ceremonies leading up to that. Uh, was it kind of a surreal feeling? I mean, you've seen a lot of stuff come to fruition, but that had to be, I would think, one of the kind of crowning moments of you being mayor over these last four years. It was a real special day. Um, we worked really hard from a city perspective in partnership with Baylor to try to secure this as a location for this facility because we believed it would not only benefit Baylor's athletic programs, but also downtown Waco. And so to see that come into a reality was really meaningful. Baylor um, has been an incredible partner through this um, opera uh, experience. We worked hard to incentivize and give some land for this. And um, the river walk and all that is going to be developed on the river is really going to be transformational and phenomenal, even though a lot of it is under construction. It's funny, mm -hmm. after that first game, you walk outside after you've been in this electric, amazing <laughs> gymnasium, and then you walk back outside, and, you, and you're reminded that on the outside, it's still quite a construction zone, um, and I'm, I'm excited to see the completion of that, but it was thrilling to be there that night. You know, I was at the game last night, and um, driving back home, and throughout all of downtown, and it was a late game last night, but throughout all of downtown, there was so much activity. There were people um, walking all over downtown. There was um, uh, an inflow of uh, significant traffic um, down Washington Avenue all the way out of, out of downtown. And so it was just kind of this, man, this is going to be great. Last night's game was late, but there's going to be a lot of games um, or, or weekend games that are at an earlier hour when people are going to either before the game or after the game pop into – one of our downtown restaurants or shops and um, really bolster and support the downtown economy in a way that wouldn't have occurred if the facility wouldn't have gone here. And so I think that's a win both for the program and downtown Waco. I saw you on TV last night and I, I thought, I know that guy. And I, <laughs> and I, you, I think you were down there behind a the Baylor bench or something. And then it yeah. dawned on me today. I'm like, that's, that's Mayor Meek down there, um, and so anyway, that was uh, that was that was kind of cool. What do you remember the first conversations, uh, Mayor, that you had on this front when you were just kind of talking about it, seeing what level of involvement the city would have mm -hmm. in it? What were what were those conversations like, and how quickly did it start to come together? Because some of that had to be private, and you're not sharing it, yep. and then at some point. You know, y'all go public with that, and that had to be an interesting time as well. I think that Baylor obviously has a different set of factors to weigh, and again, they they were always such a great thought partner, and they 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 were really wise in how they approached this, I believe. But they they had a different set of factors. You know, we're motivated in trying to activate downtown. Um, as an alumni of Baylor, I, I certainly want um, the pavilion to be located in a spot that's going to be electric and be great for the team. But, but Baylor certainly was weighing a, a different set of factors that the city was. And so through that process, we just tried to come together to say, you know, if this, even if this is going to be a little more expensive for Baylor, how can the city incentivize that? Because we're going to win from a property tax perspective, not the pavilion itself won't generate property taxes. It's, it's owned by a nonprofit, but it's going to 
spur business on for-profit um, uh, businesses nearby. Our sales tax should benefit in the downtown ecosystem that we cherish and care so much about um, should grow. So if we incentivize it, there's going to re- be a return on our investment. And so um, it really is, I think, going to be the jewel in the crown of our downtown riverfront for now. We're looking at um, beginning to explore doing a capital campaign for a performing arts center to kind of bookend that on the at Franklin Avenue and the river and university parks on the other end of uh, university parks there. But I think for now, it's going to be an entertainment um, center that I think a lot of um, the community is going to get to cherish, not only for basketball, but for other community events. And um, as we see the restaurants and the retail spaces in that area become complete, um, I think that our community is going to really get to embrace um, the river in a way that it hasn't um, for generations. And I think generations to come will really be able to enjoy that beautiful space. I walked under that bridge and I thought, man, this feels okay. You know, the other day I parked it, yeah. heard for the uh, yeah. media, and we didn't used to think of that bridge that way, obviously. And, and it was just kind of like, I think this is fairly safe to do this. And it is being mm-hmm. built up, as you say. And the river aspect of it really is what makes McLean so neat, McLean mm-hmm. Stadium. And being sort of located on a river, it just helps give you even more identity. What do you think of the look of it? Did you, did you have, from a city perspective, did you all say, hey, we'd like it to look like this when you're choosing architects and all that kind of thing? No, like, how, how much say, I mean, did you say, hey, I want it to look like a, a Midwestern field house? Because it does look pretty no, neat. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, an amazing facility, and the city team was uh, incredibly involved. It's a Baylor facility, and they definitely yeah. were the ones driving, and they have the expertise to know um, what is needed to have an excellent facility. My goal was to get it in its current location and be yeah. um, uh, a part of the riverfront development, and we we worked really close. I, I got to give some credit to Bradley Ford. Um Paul Kane and Charles Least and many, many others at the city of Waco um, who worked really closely with Baylor, um, with Austin Commercial, with AECOM and other partners. We call that the anthill down there because there's a lot of different tracts of land, a lot of different um, developers, a lot of different activity happening in its old land. And um, that means there's a lot of, you know, environmental cleanup that had to be done and just throughout the entirety of the process. A lot of moving parts, um, and uh, it was a really thrill to see really competent leaders come together to to work hard to not only make this a reality but get it done so quickly. I mean, the the fact that uh, we broke ground when we did and are playing games when we are is in this construction era we're in is phenomenal. What did you make when in inside of it, just from an architectural standpoint and enjoying the game, obviously much different than Farrell. They went smaller with it. I think it's a good mm-hmm. move. Uh, the commissioner last night, Big 12, said that he thinks they right-sized mm-hmm. it, I think was his wording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, just as a fan experiencing it for the first time and all of that, what do you, what do you think when you kind of look around there, you hear the crowd, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what was your experience like? Electric is the word that comes to mind. I think the energy, the noise, the excitement, um, it's just an electric energy. And um, I think not only because it's a beautiful facility, 
but also because um, how they strategically designed it um, from an acoustics perspective. And I think that was done with uh, on Baylor's part with intentionality to really make sure it's a wild space uh, that is going to be intimidating to opponents. And um, I believe that we've just seen a couple games here, but I think the, the word's going to get out and people are going to say, I'm not looking forward to playing at the Foster, Foster Pavilion. Yeah, that's it's an exciting place uh, for sure. Mayor Meek joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. That Performing Arts Center, I mean, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, I, I, and of course, we always love seeing renderings and all of that. But I mean, that's a, again, that's a massive deal. I mean, you're gonna you're not running for reelection, but something tells me sure. you'll still be serving in some way and trying to bring that to Waco. Like, what what will that be like for the community? And what do we, what do you think, like just the capacity, I'm trying to think of like what that, what y'all have in mind, um, what's that, what do you, what do you expect that to look like and what what kind of events would you hope to bring in? I think think musicals, plays, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can think of a lot of other communities that, you know, Waco Hall, Baylor's campus is kind of the closest thing we have to performing arts center right now, but Mm -hmm. really having um, the state of the art, um, space that can host um, large um, concerts and events, not like arena stadium concert and events, but um, you know, uh, is going to be really phenomenal. And think of things like Bass Hall um, in Fort Worth, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's it's definitely a missing dynamic. And it's going to be multi-use and have performing spaces of different sizes, but really round out uh, something that's missing in our community. But Matt, you know what I'm excited about is the whole that whole area downtown is going to be transformed. I think that in a good way, um, downtown is going, is going to really continue to grow and continue to transform. There's a lot, there's about 60 acres of publicly owned land downtown that is primarily raw dirt, just vacant land. Um, And I think that as the market continues to grow and with some strategic city leadership in place right now, even, we're anticipating to see um, some de- some really dynamic development occur. And what I'm really proud of our city um, is that we have a real commitment to whatever being developed to look and feel like Waco in an excellent way. Um, we don't want to, we you know, when you're in downtown Waco, we want you to say, man, this feels like Waco. There's cities you mm-hmm. go to where you say, man, this feels like a, there's a sense of place here. There's other places you go to, and you and you question like this is just a suburb, like this could be any town, USA, and we want Waco to look and feel like Waco. And so I think that I'm really excited that as Waco continues, downtown Waco specifically continues to grow, um, it is going to be both excellent, um, and it's also going to have a sense of place and character um, that is really consistent with um, with what our city represents and what we're about. All right. Well, are you going to try to bring Sing and Pigskin over to that performing arts center? I, I, uh, that's I not been you... discussed, but who knows? Okay. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe they can make a play to bring that into downtown at some point, too. Waco Hall is a great spot for that, but when, we'll, we'll see when what is happens. The, when's the last time you did a KOT turn? Oh man, Matt, uh, it's been it's been a few it's been a few years, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did it. All right, I was a. Uh, 
I was a Fiji back in the day, so some big-time battles with the KOTs in the 90s, right. and you came yeah. along in the uh-huh. early 2000s, and I'm not sure. The Figams may have moved on about their business. They they certainly weren't building floats. I think they were just kind of getting on the back of a flatbed <laughs> yeah, no, and riding been. around. <laughs> you know, when we'd be in the, those parades and after those long nights, I was like, man, I don't know that those guys got it wrong with uh, their uh, those flatbeds <laughs> and those lawn chairs. They weren't thinking about becoming city councilman or mayor no. like at an early age. Let's just say I don't remember I a lot of Figams. Uh, th- <laughs> that occurred to you a little bit later. Well, it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty incredible what's happened even during the last three or four years you've been mayor. You came in during a pandemic. I mean, I, I don't know if that was the greatest time <laughs> to start. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of wild looking back. Does it feel like it was? Eight years instead of whatever it was. I think yeah. you came in, what, November of 2000. Does it feel a lot longer yeah, than it has been, or does it feel like it's gone by quickly? You know, it's both. I, mean, I think that's true for a lot of momentous things in your life. You know, you it, it feels like it just started yesterday, and then COVID feels like a million years ago in some senses, too. And, um, you know, all I'll say about both being in this, this role and, and coming in in a pandemic and all those things is, the incredible team that we have, both and from a city staff perspective and a council, and just a community, man. I mean, Waco is the perfect size city um, for a lot of reasons, but one, just to see momentous good work done because you really can be a part of a team. And there's a big team here in Waco, um, in and outside of government, that is working strategically and together to make this town better for everybody. And that's hard, but it's also um, the only way you can do it is when you're working on a team bigger than. Um, just the the sum of a few parts, and um, uh, but all coming together um, to uh, to do something significant, and uh, that that's the culture of Waco is, is this that this is a team sport, and it's it's been really rewarding to be a part of it. All right, I think I saw where you grew up on a ranch. Was there anything that reminded you growing up on a ranch near Victoria of when you watch Yellowstone, is there anything that yeah. you actually see that reminds you of your childhood or does not, is that not really recognizable? No, I've, yeah, I think that, you know, when I think about growing up, it, it, there is, um, obviously it, I grew up in, um, the coastal plains of Texas, not the mountains of Montana, but, um, <laughs> so that's, that's, it's beautiful. I mean, I just think being outside is such a, something I, I, I treasure and then, I mean, you just learn work ethic. When you grew up on a ranch, you know, you, you're in high school and learning how to build fence and just dying to get down to that way down on the fence line where it's that, that one tree. You're just going to get to work under the shade for 10 minutes, and then you keep moving on. But there's something that you learn doing that, and um, and I definitely learned the, the value of hard work um, working for my dad and uncle and um, grandfather back in those days. All right. Well, listen, thank you for being with us. And uh, you can claim what a national title, the new pavilion. I mean, I'm going to call you like the hoops mayor. I mean, you had a lot of good, (laughs) good basketball on your watch. So, uh, yeah, congratulations and look forward to seeing you out at pavilion at the pavilion soon. Yeah, Yeah, I'll see you soon, Matt. Appreciate you letting me have uh, let me be on the show today. Have a great afternoon. You bet. There he goes. Mayor Meek. Dylan Meek joining the Matt Mosley show. And Aaron, I'm not usually that succinct, but it did 
it did dawn on me that maybe the num- the amount of time uh, one of his executives there had asked me how long I would keep him, and I I gave a, a lower number, you know, Aaron, that we ended up. So I kind of tried to because I, I I really enjoyed that. Could have kept talking to uh, Mayor Meek, uh, Baylor. That's kind of interesting what he said, Aaron, because I mean you gotta you gotta really manage that. You're representing the city. But he's also a big Baylor guy, huge Baylor fan. But you don't want to be like, hey, you got to do a great deal for the city with Baylor. And you don't want everybody from the city that maybe is not as into Baylor as we are saying, hey, you gave them too good of a deal. So it really does feel like it was an excellent partnership. And I didn't want to get too into whatever the property taxes or the how they agreed to all that. But I do think that there's going to be some cool stuff coming in. And then, Aaron, you heard that. I mean, isn't that kind of fun? I mean, we, we think of Waco and the greater Waco area and all surrounding areas. We love it. But, I mean, when you hear, like, a performing arts center to go along with this world-class basketball arena, that's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. Because, I mean, you know, think about it. With musicals or plays and all of that, people, a lot of people are you're having to go to. And they have stuff at Hooper Schaefer. And, of course, I've seen great stuff over the years at Waco Hall. But to have, that's what Waco deserves. It's kind of where it's coming and where it's, and, uh, and so Mayor Meeks, I, th- I think, has had a really good vision. And what's really smart about him that I can tell is, you know, uh, oh, the mayor before him, who I really kind of liked, is another Baylor guy. And he always kind of reminded me of, of uh, Coach Taylor from, uh, from Friday Night Lights. Um, I like that mayor. And then back in the day, had, I had my torch professor at Baylor Law School was um, was the mayor. Um, so anyway, you guys had some really good mayors over the years. But this is the first kind of like extremely young major, uh, mayor. And I, what I think he did a nice job of is kind of like, you know, doing his own thing, but also like kind of honoring the folks who uh, came before him and really leaning on them and all that. Because, you know, you don't want somebody just like okay i got all these new ideas i don't care anything that's happened before but he kind of stood on their shoulders and did some good things so that's good mayor meek aaron once mayor meek is out of office i mean we'll just kind of get him on one day and i think he'll throw down a lot of opinions on like what he thought about the baylor what they should have you know i think while he's in office he can't get too specific with his opinions on on all that stuff but he's a fan like anybody else so he was sitting up there. He probably had an opinion on what the on what they should do. But he also, I mean, I think he probably developed, from what I can tell, a great relationship with Mac Rhodes, uh, Henry, and his staff over there on that side. And then all those guys he mentioned, Aaron, were the big city staffers. Uh, Waco's always known for having some great uh, city managers over the years. But think about you're like whatever, however old he is, and you come in during a pandemic. Um, that is wild. And then you've got to like try to get things done while going through this huge health thing. And I, I don't know, that, that's, that's, uh, it's kind of amazing what they've accomplished over there. So very appreciative. Thank you, Monica, for helping us set that up. It is the Matt Mosley show. We got to say good night early because we need to get you ready for some Baylor women's basketball. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Wednesday, headed to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Price plot number 132092. Eligible trade in. Quiet for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now, get here now, or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt.